This podcast is brought to you by Kindness Defined, our bold new look at kindness. This book will empower us to be kind, not nice, learn to say no with a smile, and experience the life-changing power of kindness. Grab your copy, whether physical or digital, at kindnessdefined.com today. What's good, everybody? This, my intro power tribe, what is good? What's up? My name is Asay Daniels, and we are a community of like-minded people who are powered by our no in order to give a, a bigger yes, to make room for our bigger yes, recharge with kindness, not being nice, Renewed with bounce back resilience through burnout. Bounce back. We're going to be talking about that tonight. And propelled by our life's magnet, which is our spiritual gift. Okay. We are getting into it. We're starting our resiliency series. And um, I'm going to, I guess I was just thinking about it. I think um, going into the end of the year, we're going to finish this series and we're going to take a break from podcasting. But I'm going to be doing a lot more of just going back and really explaining who the Intro Power Tribe is because it starts with kindness and it starts with being recharged with kindness, okay? We're going to talk about that and I just thought about it. Probably a good time, a good season, end of the year. Pause on the um, the podcasting and just prepare for the new year. I got some new stuff coming for the new year. I'm excited to share that with you guys. All right, so tonight, tonight's topic is about uh, those of us who are resilient to being re- resilient to resiliency. <laughs> okay. There is, there's some things that we need to understand and life is, oh man, I got, I got something coming. That's going to be fun before we end as we, um, in, next month, I got something special next month is a heartbeat away, but, um, I want to do a, um, a workshop, uh, seminar teaching us, um, John Maxwell has a, a quote and he breaks down, the difference life is the difference between us and other people, you and I, is that you will either bounce or you will splat. You will bounce or you will splat. That resonated with me. And I wanted us to get to the point where we talk about that in a workshop where we have interactive, it'll be fun, it'll be practical, but it will be motivational and it will be um immediately applicable life principles that we're going to learn and teach each other and learn from one another in that seminar. I want to say October 15th. That's y'all will hear more about the date, but I want everybody to, you know, sign up and join because some of us need to build resiliency into our lives. And a lot of us don't have, we're going to talk about it tonight, but let's talk about, so we're going to define it and we're going to break it down the problems with not being resilient or being resilient to resiliency. Okay, some of us are resilient. We push back against it, but only to our own detriment. Let's get going. Let's get going. All right. So resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and there's a toughness. Okay. Again, life is not about if we'll have difficulties. It's when we have them, how we choose to respond. Are we response able? We're going to talk about it. And then I love these two definitions, the capacity, the capacity. We need to build that capacity in us. Oh, I will get to it, y'all. Number two, the second definition of resilience is the ability 
of a substance or object to spring back into shape and elasticity, okay? And I know in football, some of y'all, and um, shout out, I went to the, the, I got my commanders, shout out to commanders, I got on my full focus planner, and I went to the game Sunday, a big divisional game against the Eagles, and um, we laid an egg. We, we, we didn't, uh, there's a, there's a football analogy that says bend, but don't break that will, will allow yards, allow yards, allow yards. But when it comes to the end zone, a lot of teams, you're resilient where you can stretch, but don't break. That is the challenge that I want to get us to the space where we have got to be resilient. And I don't know what else we can have to learn through the pandemic as regards to the, the, the goal and the desire and the, the, the survival of a lot of us uh, financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually needed to survive with a level of resilience, meaning that we can bounce the ability to spring back into shape, to maintain who you are, to, 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 to have to be elastic, to be stretched by life, to be stretched by COVID-19, to be stretched by uh, layoffs, to be stretched by um, things that were outside of our control. Those things externally were stretching us, but we we were stretched, but we were able to come back and to still maintain our identity, still understand and know our purpose. These things are extremely important to be resilient. So the capacity to recover, and it says recover quickly in the definition, recover quickly. So we're going to break down. I'm telling y'all, we got to know what the definition is. And some of the um, antonyms, I'm big on definition. I'm big on words. And antonyms, some of us are rigid. These are antonyms. We have, we're, we're fra- we have a fragility to us where when one thing, every, when everything is perfect, the car starts, the kids are acting right, your, your wife or spouse is smiling at you, um, you're making good money, you know, your health is good. But when one thing goes awry, one thing comes off the tracks a little, some of us fall apart. And we're like a, 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 a you know, a, a glass that falls from the counter. And we're broke. We, it's like a, we just shatter so quickly. I'm telling us, if we don't have resiliency, we're not going to make it. And not just where we just fall apart. But the problem is, is that when we lack resilience, is that we get irritable. We get uncomfortable to be around. People don't like us. Like being in our presence, we're we're nasty and critical and harsh sometimes because we have fallen emotionally and we and we allow the external things to impact our internal uh, character and how we treat other people. And let me say something: character is not only how you treat others, but also how you treat yourself. If y'all don't listen to anything else I say. Character. If you say you have character, it's not only how you treat other people. Some of us treat ourselves the worst, the worst. We are the worst critic. And we listen to that self-critic in our head and we give it voice instead of shutting it up <laughs> and replacing it. I know I'm talking passionately because I know what that is like. And I would just sit and listen. Oh, I say you're this. Oh, I say you're that. Oh, you'll never do this. And I would just listen and I would just absorb and give it permission instead of shutting it up, shutting that voice up, replacing it with life giving affirmations and declarations over my own self with my words. Like my mentor, uh, Minister Vanderhorst says all the time, our words create worlds. 
So we have to watch how we speak about ourselves to us or how we allow ourselves to speak to ourselves. <laughs> That's why we have to have a great level of resiliency. Though we make mistakes, though we step in it, though we fail, though we mess up and don't do what we need to do at the time we need to do it. And people are disappointed with us. The key is, do we have the bounce back factor? Do we have the ability to recover quickly from difficulties? It's a toughness we must develop and not just physical toxic masculinity toughness, but I'm talking about masculinity is that when you make a mistake, you admit it quickly and then you immediately find ways and you forgive yourself and then you find ways, small micro adjustments that you need in order to recalibrate to get you back to where you go. The Bible says, I got to find this verse. It's in um, Proverbs. I believe it's Proverbs. Somebody's tell me if I'm in the right world, but y'all know the verse. A righteous man falls seven times, but gets up. This is a life spiritual principle. Life is not about the mistakes we make. It's the choice whether or not we'll get up off the canvas and get up again, and get up again, learn and adjust, micro adjustments to our life and habits and, and tendencies and, 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 and things that we need to address and deal with it and, and a willingness to push forward, even in the midst of mistakes, even in the midst of people being frustrated with us. And we know we messed up and we, we, we beat ourselves up. And I'll say this, some of us, some of us aren't here, but I believe some of us, uh, let me tell y'all something, the enemy of our soul, the devil, He's harsh and cruel and evil, but I'm telling you, some of us treat ourselves worse than the devil himself. I truly believe that. Oh, okay, so I'm getting off task here. Uh, resilient to resiliency. Are you rigid? Are you fragile? I have a, a level of res, uh, uh, fragility that when life is going good, you're great, you're kind, you're loving, all those things. But the second something comes off the rail, the flat tire, uh, the, the, the kids get a bad grade in school. You get a call from the school. Uh, you flunk a test. You flunk a quiz. All of a sudden, does everything go awry? That's the, some of us. And, and I'm not blaming. I'm not beating you up. But we need to develop a resiliency. But we can't push back and, and fall all the way off the, the rails when, when mistakes happen, when bad things happen. It's a level of resistance. Are we resistant? To resiliency, are we rigid, fragile, vulnerable? That we were, we're, we're so sensitive. And I'm not saying that we we shouldn't be sensitive to our feelings and emotions, right? Listen, but if someone says something, if someone does something, or or someone says something that we didn't feel comfortable with, do we fall apart? Do we feel like, oh, what was me? That's the key. Do I feel less about my less about myself because one or two or five or whoever, other people say something negative about me. It's just like on Facebook. It's just like in life. Most of the time, we remember the negative comments someone says, as opposed to the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 100, 200 positive comments. The resilient person can say, you know what? And then we can ask ourselves you know, certain questions. And we got to be honest. See, this is the real honesty. Was what they said, was it true? Okay, see, if it's true, it might have been harsh and kind of over the top, okay? But we got to be honest. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. And so we take it as kind of a, uh, a humility. 
We have a level of humility. So again, all right, and then and then when we're weak, let me tell y'all something. When we're not resilient, or we we are resistant to being resilient, we give up. We make a mistake and we we lay down, and we just we say, oh, okay, well, it's because I made this one mistake, that means all future decisions and actions that I do, the things that I want to do, are all gonna mess up too. I'm all I'm gonna fail at everything because I failed at this one thing, failed at that one test, failed at that one relationship, failed at that one job interview. Then all of a sudden we shut down. Failed at that one business. Failed at that one uh, uh, album or book or whatever it is. I'm telling you, mm, the success is in the failure. And we hear it all the time. But the resilient person can bounce back, can get up after the defeat, after the... Now, we don't. We can acknowledge how we feel. We can acknowledge, uh, uh, man, that really hurt. That was really disappointing for me. Okay, we can acknowledge. We not to stuff and pretend that we're that like we're 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 delusional. We can admit we're human beings. We can admit when we feel a certain way. But the question is, again, will you bounce or will you split? I'm, I'm trying to save that name, but it's such a, a a powerful word picture. Will you bounce or will you split? Everybody falls. Everybody falls. You let go of the ball. The ball goes down because of gravity. But the question is, is our choice, will we be resilient? Will we bounce back or will we splat? That's a choice. We're dealing with the resiliency series here. Okay. I'm, in fact, I'm going to read it here. There are two kinds of people. This is what uh, John Maxwell says. Splatters or bouncers. Splatters are people who hit rock bottom and splat. Rock bottom. Okay. Bouncers are people who hit rock bottom but bounce back up. Everybody falls. Everybody hits rock bottom. In whatever season of life that is, whatever uh, hitting rock bottom looks like, everybody gets there in different seasons and different times and situations. Everybody falls flat. Everybody hits rock bottom. And it might not be some a crazy addiction or it might be an addiction. Some of us have that season of our lives, right? But the question is, it's not about the addiction. It's not about the mistake. It's not about hitting rock bottom. But how do we choose to bounce back? And he says here, it reminds him, it reminds me of uh, Abraham Lincoln, who reportedly said, success is moving from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. Then Rick Warren says uh, that adversity will either make you bitter or will make you better. These are life principles all connected to and all falling in the plate and aligned with our resiliency factor. Will we bounce or will we splat? I'm getting into the to the workshop, but I'm telling us this is what we need to understand. The biggest now listen, and I heard I looked this up online, and it's talking about as far as the workplace and resilience, even jobs now, post-pandemic, I call it quote unquote post-pandemic, because until they have a um a cure, I'm saying we're still in a pandemic, a global pandemic. Okay. And and, and two things can be true. I mean, we got all kind of viruses and stuff going on. See, we can't wait for things to get better externally. We got to work on that. But here it is. Um, this is a company that deals with identifying resilience. This is 2022. It said the biggest challenge facing employers, managers, CEOs, bosses in 2022 is, is, it, is to be able to predict and prevent employee mental health problems early before they have neg a, a negative impact and create a culture 
of mental well-being and create their goal as managers, bosses, CEOs, leaders, principals, create a culture of mental well-being. It all determines and it all hinges on uh, individual resiliency, team resiliency, school building resiliency. I, I, I work with the school district. So school the school is the school resilient? Not if something's going to happen, but once it happens, are we do we have that bounce back resiliency quotient? They have resiliency quotients that they determine and they uh, calculate as far as an individual, a team, a company. They have these numbers and metrics that they use to identify what companies are resilient to change and to things happening that they weren't anticipating or expecting. It's not about COVID-19. Nobody expected that. Nobody. But the question was, and the companies that bounced back with even better and that made even more money is because they had that built-in resiliency factor. It was high. And what happens when we don't have them? Listen, another quote here from another company that I read about dealing with resiliency. The next decade, the next decade will be exemplified by organizations trying to stem the mental health tide. Listen, y'all, mental health is health. There's no, there's no avoiding it. There's no denying it. There's no pretending it's not real. There's no acting as if we don't need to address it. It is real. It is present and it's not going away. And a lot of our companies now finally realize that if we don't are not proactive in speaking on and addressing it and equipping our employees to have a mental wellness, whatever that looks like, supporting them, putting resources in, in within their reach so that they can address their mental health challenges, that company's going down the toilet. I promise you, I, pr I don't care how many billions or whatever millions they have right now how well or successful they were, let them go continue to try to push forward without addressing this. The employees, again, at minimum, they're going to quiet quit and your productivity is going to drop. Quiet quitting is just showing up and doing the bare average, leaving and going home. Now, I'm not mad at them going home on time. But the question is, will they give effort? Will you give effort and energy and passion towards your job and your role? We should be compensated fairly. But that quiet quitting is a result, and it, it speaks to our resiliency quotient. How resilient are we when things happen that we didn't expect? Negative, uh, disappointing things. Let me read the rest. To be successful, they will need companies will get to the root cause. Got to be honest. Got to, again, hopefully this pandemic revealed a lot of issues that were under the surface and finally, they got addressed in the beginning. It, it now there for everybody to see. Okay, yep, this thinks, man, we made mistakes. We, uh, you know, you know, we wasted money. We let go of good people. Whatever the boss CEO made horrible decisions. You know, I don't mean even. I mean, now we we got the the owner of the Suns found. You know, he's been saying racist things for a long time. He finally got exposed. See, that to me is that's not the question. It's whether or not you're willing to admit when you make mistakes. And what are you going to do better moving forward? The micro, some of them just need, need a micro adjustment. Uh, just like on the old school radio dials, you're trying to find that station. Now they're all pre-programmed and, you know, it's all easy now. But some of us remember trying to find that station. And you're traveling out of town or driving and you're trying to find that radio station and you hit the seek button and it's finding, it's looking. These are the things I'm talking about. 
Can we make those adjustments? Are we willing to be resilient? Willing to make those micro adjustments in our lives to get to become back to who we are, the character that we have. And by the way, character means pushing forward to be the best version of yourself and pushing towards what success looks like for you. If you want to have character, you can't just say, I treat people good and not want, want the God's best for you. Let me keep going. They will need to renegotiate the basic employer-employee social contract. This thing gets deep in regards to resiliency. You want your people to be resilient? You might got to rethink this whole nine to five, five days a week. That's just one example of, of work-life balance. You know, you might want to say, hey, maybe every Friday, everybody get to work from home every Wednesday. I'm telling y'all companies that are on the cutting edge, that are being successful, they're willing to make these kind of adjustments. They're willing to negotiate and find what works best because now, Salaries, jobs are, are starting to, to, to wane, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I'm being prophetic. I'm telling y'all, it's coming. These salary jobs where they feel like you have to stay eight hours every day to produce, those things are going away because now companies are starting to, the wise, smart, cutting edge companies are starting to realize why people don't need to be here every day. They weren't there every day during COVID and we were still killing it and being successful. See, that's okay. Any, any manager, boss, CEO, whoever listens to this, y'all need to understand. If you're not willing, you want to stick to the old frozen things, the frozen success of the past, you want to stay frozen there, let me know how it works out. Let me know and see how your employees react. Or if you're willing, courageous, to say, you know what? I know we've been through a lot. We're willing to make adjustments to make sure you're taking care of mental wellness of your people, your employees. They will, in turn, not go into the default of quiet quitting, but they'll be willing to go over and yet beyond because they know they're being uh, not just properly compensated, but well compensated. Again, see, so you take care of your people, the productivity will reduce, will produce itself. That's how you develop resiliency when you take care of your people. Okay. They will need to equip their people with the tools of resilience. They will need to work on creating corporate cultures of resilience from the top to the bottom. Corporate resilience. See, some of us work in that corporate space. Some of us work in the school system or any, anywhere where there's, you know, a hierarchy and different things. I'm telling you, if we don't have this resilience fact, these are, the, these are what these companies are identifying. And let me talk about, let me, what time? Okay, boom. Five critical success factors for for high resilience. Okay, let, let me back up. Uh, problems arising when resilience, resiliency is not talked about, when we leave it unaddressed. These are the problems. Number one is irritability and overreaction. Okay, what does that mean? That means when you lack resilience, where your resiliency factor is low, you're going to be irritable and overreact to any and everything. Any and everything. An email, uh, when you overhear something, wait, 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 I thought, well, calm, calm. see, we don't have, there's no level of calmness because a lot of times everybody is on such a hair trigger because they're so nervous and anxious and, and, and thinking about things that have nothing to do with what the bottom line is and the direction that we need to go in. And you're overreacting, and you're stopping, and you're irritable, and 
these are problems. When you have a low resiliency factor, everything is a fire. Everything. And you go from fire to fire to fire to fire to fire to running around like with your a chicken with his head cut off. We can't do that and be resilient. We have to be calm and cool, listen. And by the way, CEOs, managers, bosses, principals, etc., manage whoever, if you have people under you and you don't know how to listen, and see, and then you're gonna be irritable and overreact to everything your people say and do. And, and, and you don't listen to the real issue, you waving at the smoke all day instead of listening for the fire, you're going to have problems. You probably have been having problems because you failed to listen. You were not sensitive to what the culture in your organization, in your team was. And now people are frustrated and mad with you because you were not listening. And if you would have listened, we could have made adjustments early. Now we don't have to deal with this mess that we're in right now because I say would not listen and i was irritable and overreacted to everything these are the problems where we don't have a high resiliency quotient we have to have high resilience to understand and have confidence in your people in the system in yourself to make wise informed decisions and not just reacting because we see a day of of negative results or negative uh, uh revenue or whatever it is that overreacting and being irritable and can't nobody come talk to you problems problems then you're losing your good your, your good people are the great resignation a lot of good people finally said my boss doesn't listen they're irritable and overreact to everything constantly and i got a window a door of the great resignation telling me that i can find better and more a, a better opportunity and a better space for me to operate in my gifts and not have to deal with your irritability and overreaction I'm out. I'm out of here. And now all of a sudden, now you got to dump all the work on the other people who are left. And by the way, introverts, formerly known as introverts, we need to make the shift to start speaking up and not allow that manager, boss, CEO, principal, whoever to uh, not hire and replace those people, but to dump that work on you. We need to learn how to say no with a smile. And just like in um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, they said it was an example in there. Um, and he said, hey, uh, the secretary said, or the, the worker said, okay, I'm, I'm working 20 hours. You're giving me 40 hours of work. Which 20 do you want me to work on? Put the ball, hit, play in tennis, boom. Responsibility, what are you responsible for? What are they responsible for? Their responsibility, you choose the 20. Because I'm only getting paid for 20, but if we're willing to have a conversation on, on some new compensation rates, et cetera, oh, well, let's talk. Let's have that conversation. Yeah. See, this is, see, being resilient says I can speak up for me because I believe in the gifts and I believe what God says that, that my gift will make room for me. My skills and abilities, my life magnet will open doors and close the unnecessary ones. Okay, let me keep going. Number, another problem, and I'm in. I'm a, I got five here, and I'm in here. Dwelling on problems. This is when you have a low uh, uh, resilience quotient. You dwell on problems. You got a problem. It's a problem, right? You got one. It's there. Flat tire. Um, people coming late to work. Um, you know, people not respecting you. Uh, you know, you're not getting properly compensated, etc. Right? We got a problem, but when we when we dwell on it 
we marinate on it, we stew on it. it again, life is about whether or not, uh, what does he say? Um, where is it? Rick Warren says, adversity will either make you bitter or better. See, the bitterness says, I'm a stew, I'm a marinate, I'm a, I'm a think, uh, think about all the worst case scenarios, I'm gonna sit on it, I'm gonna be mad, and then, then all of a sudden it goes back to being irritable, overreacting, again, because you're stewing on the problem, as opposed to, okay, here's a problem, what are my options? Being, uh, put the problem on the table, and stand, put, a, put, your, put distance between you and the problem, so you can look at it objectively, and find options and solutions to the situation, right? This is important. But people with low resiliency factor, they let it, they've been thinking about this thing for five, five, you know, uh, oh, one day, a week, two months, six months, five years, they've been dwelling on it, marinating on it, instead of being proactive. That's the problem. It's not about thinking about the problem, is that you're stewing and you're negative and, and, and you're becoming bitter about the problem as a be as opposed to being proactive. What is in my hands that I can do? What can I do to resolve this situation? Or this situation is outside of my control. I choose to walk away and to find a better opportunity for myself because it's not worth my mental health to be going back into a toxic, negative, harmful environment. I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much mental thought on it. Now we need to pray and ask God to open up a new door. And we don't, we don't meet, we're not knee-jerk reactionary. And we found we've looked for every opportunity to address it within our again, with what's in our hands, and we need to communicate over them. We need to have a conversation, an uncomfortable conversation, a uncomfortable, courageous conversation with your boss, CEO, manager, principal, etc. And say, you know what, this is how I'm feeling. Um, I would like it to um I'm not feeling great about this situation. And here are my solutions. So you never have one of these meetings with your boss, CEO, principal, manager, uh, whoever. You never have one of those meetings unless you have a solution in place. A thought, well thought out, prayed over, deliberated upon solution or solutions, plural, so that you can be proactive as opposed to coming the, in the door with just problems because you sat there and marinated on it and you haven't shifted your mind. We could be frustrated. We could be angry. That's okay. But what are we going to do? Are we going to just sit in the anger or make the shift? Next one. Problems arising when we have, when we're resilient to resiliency. We're resilient to, we push back. Trouble, I mean, more practical, trouble sleeping. We have, ten, listen, I'm telling y'all, there's nothing better than having great sleep. Nothing. And, and, and that also on the flip side, when you have having poor sleep, they say it's worse than being drunk on the road. Worse. See, we never talk about that a lot. But I'm telling you, lack of sleep and good quality sleep is detrimental, as detrimental to us as getting behind a wheel drunk. Because not only will it impact us driving, but once we get to work, uh, it, just like being inebriated can affect every single aspect of your life, your relationships, your work, um, your your personal care, etc. So can lack of sleep. And we have poor quality sleep because we are not, we're dwelling, again, see, we're dwelling on it. Then all of a sudden our sleep, and we have trouble sleeping because we're, we're, we're dwelling on the negative. Our brains are, and, and our subconscious does not go to sleep. It stays awake over and over. 
So what? See, I'm gonna share it, but let me just share it real quick. If you have trouble sleeping and you're marinating, you're stewing, you're 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 rolling over the problems, you need to get out a journal and sit down and write it out and get it out of your spirit, get out of your head, put it on paper on purpose, confess that thing to yourself, get it out, then go to sleep. Because if you go to sleep with it, your brain is gonna, you know, it's gonna be bothered and it's just gonna be uncomfortable. See what you do is then. You go to sleep after emptying out all that negative stuff. Then you start thinking proactively, what are some solutions? Go to sleep on a solution. And our brain, again, our subconscious is working overnight, never goes to sleep. And we begin thinking of ways to make the, the situation, resolve the situation because we've been proactive and we started thinking about solutions. We're praying about solutions as opposed to dwelling on the negative. Okay, that, next one. Oh, man, another practical one. We have a low resilience factor, persistent illnesses. We become way more susceptible to, to COVID, way more susceptible to getting a cold, way more susceptible to all these other things because we have a low resiliency factor and we haven't been taking good care of ourselves more times than not. Because we say, what was us? Look at them pointing a finger. Oh, if they would just do this. Oh, if they would just get right. Oh, if the government would figure it out. Oh, if they would stop treating black people so badly. Oh, this, all that. All those things can be true and need to change. But if you're sitting around waiting for things to change, as opposed to trying, again, what's in your hands to change and impact now? Again, your personhood, your 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 finances, um, you know, what you read, um, how you take care of yourself, self-care. These are things that are within our hands to take care of and manage properly and wisely as good stewards, having personal stewardship, i.e. self-care. Okay, right? This is what we need to do. Last one. See, this is this one. See, when you have low resilience and you allow life to hit you and you splat, this is what happens when you splat is that when you, you end up falling into uh, substance abuse. And I won't, I won't just isolate as substance abuse. Some of us go into online gambling. I mean, obviously, the porn is an easy distraction, easy, especially for us men, an easy distraction to get off your problems, to see that's, again, that's not bouncing, that's splatting, is that when you allow these negative, harmful addictions and and, and, and substances to, and you go over and beyond using those things, they take advantage of you and they leave you in a bound place. You're not resilient and you are satisfied with, with, with allowing these things to manipulate and take over your life push people away, cause problems at work, cause problems with your health because you have chosen to allow the, the that substance to be a substitute as opposed to being proactive. What am I talking about? Let me talk about what we need to do here. Real quick, these are just practical, how to fight, how to be, uh, fight against being resilient to resiliency. Number one, admit when you're struggling. Admit it, I'm struggling. This is hard for me. I don't like this. I'm, I'm not handling this very well. We got to admit to ourselves, you know what I say? I got, you got a problem. I have a problem. I have a problem. And I'm tired. I, I'm, I, it's hurting. It just doesn't feel great. Next one. How to address being resilient to resiliency. Number one, admit when we make a mistake. Number two, take a break. Take a break. And I'm talking to my intro powered. Listen to me. We need to take a break. And while before we take the break, we communicate, right? We communicate, say, hey, 
I'm getting ready to take a break next week, Wednesday, whatever. And these are the things that we need to, you know, more times than not, we're the ones responsible. We have a lot of things on our plate. So we communicate ahead of time. Hey, this is what you do. If I'm, when I'm gone, you can do this or that. You give them the resources to be able to manage things until you get back so that you don't have to be thinking about work when you're not there. And you're taking a break, a break from work and not working while you take a break, but taking a break from work, turning off your notifications. Yes, all of them. Anything work-related, I'm unavailable. You take a break, then part of that time, that season, while you're disconnecting, then when you come back, give yourself a buffer, some margin, so when you come back, you say, you know what? I know what I, I have coming up. I know what's on my plate at work. I'm going to give myself, so I take a break, take a vacation, take some time off, chill, sit around, Netflix and chill, whatever. Then you say, okay, I'm going to take an extra day to build in margin so that I can start being proactive and addressing my challenges and not just dwelling in and 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 be, I can start developing my resiliency quotient. I can start upping it because I'm now I'm being proactive. I'm thinking about solutions and not just the problems so that I can push back, I can bounce back as opposed to letting this thing overwhelm me. And then we can ask for help. Asking for help, brothers, men who listen to this. Ask for help. This is a practical, how to push back against being resilient to resiliency. Ask for help. I need help in this. Pass the issue up. I'm not, right now, uh, my bandwidth is too low to be able to handle and manage this situation, this role and responsibility, but this task by myself. I need some help. Because. Okay, you can only choose two. If it's fast and cheap, it's not gonna be good. If it's cheap and 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 good, it's not gonna be fast. And then if it's uh fast and good, it's not gonna be cheap. We let see again. That's putting the responsibility back on the manager, CEO, principal, boss, whoever who was over you. Put that responsibility back on them. This is what's gonna happen. You sure you wanted? You know you wanted these two. Right, you want it fast. Most time, they want it fast and good. It's not going to be cheap. Or if you want it uh, fast and cheap, it's not going to be good. Or you want it uh, good and fast, it's not going to be um, good and fast. No, y'all understand what I'm saying. Good, fast, cheap. Good, fast, cheap. So we have to think about that in our minds when we approach work, etc. How we do these things, and that's why we can consider getting help. Saying, listen, this is my bandwidth. This is what I'm available. And, and, and I know I can do this. But what you're expecting right now in this season, for whatever you can, you can, you know, you use your language, use your words, but let them know this is too much, and I need to shift back, and we need to backscale, and it's going to take longer. Or once I get more help, then we could do it. I, then with support, I could do this more efficiently, quickly, etc. Notice, see, this is what happens. This is resilience. We're being honest with ourselves. We're not trying to do everything for everyone. We're being wise so that we bounce. We bounce wiser, stronger, and more capable, operating in our gift, not doing things that we're not good at or not great at. Our zone of genius is where we need to operate in the majority of the time. Now, so I'm getting into some other things, and we're going to be talking about this a lot more, but we need to push back against being resilient 
to resiliency. Next week, we're going to talk about what resiliency really looks like. Thanks, you guys, for checking in, uh, for listening. Uh, remember, kind people, nice people do finish last, but kind ones rise to the top and are sustained there. See you next time. Let's go.